Welcome back to Our Justice Journey with Amaya Nugera, Part 2. And we thank you for your continued interest in this discussion. Um, do you think that it's possible for there to be changes to the system and gain justice, or does the whole system need to be eradicated? Hmm. I don't know. Didi? <laughs> <laughs> I struggle with that every day. Right? It leads that's me that's to... That's what I had to ask you. I know you're very smart. So that's <laughs> I'm like, your mom and I, when we worked together at UC Davis, those are some of like my best career moments. Uh, Cause I never had like a boss like your mom. Like she was, we think very similarly as well, right? We think like big picture, right? And because of that, we could get lost on our like pedagogical talks and, and like thinking about the, the why like the how and the why and what is, you know, the thinking behind what these outcomes are going to be, right? Mm -hmm. And a big part of what we discussed were, um, and I'll I'll bring it to an Audre Lorde quote, which was, um, you know, can, and this is a very, very loosely quoted Audre Lorde quote, but um, can you dismantle the master's house with the master's tools? Mm -hmm. And that being a fundamental question in all of my work, right? Like, is this a system that can be reformed or does it need to be eradicated? And I think with a lot of systems that this beast of the United States have created, they need to be eradicated. I don't think they can be reformed. Although my resume does not necessarily support that or it does Mm -hmm. because it shows that I tried and I've tried and I've tried and I don't know if reform is possible Mm -hmm. yeah I feel like it's it's a really tough question I honestly agree but I just feel like you know in a lot of ways like racism I feel like and all this stuff and like white supremacy has kind of just it hasn't gone away it's just created new forms (laughs) So I feel like sometimes reform can, maybe it's possible, but I feel like sometimes it can be really tricky because then it's just going to sprout into something new. You know what I mean? So that's right. I don't know. It's a difficult question. Um, Our next question is, what was a book that you read when you were young that greatly impacted you and why? Oh, um, well, there were a few. So like instantly my mind went to The Alchemist. But I technically I read that in college. So that wasn't when I was young. Um, and I started thinking like, what was I reading when I was young? But there was this book mm-hmm. called Fly Girl. And I got a hold of that about like seventh grade, like summer, seventh grade to eighth grade summer. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that was it. And then from there went to coldest winter ever. And it was all like just being able to immerse yourself in worlds where you're seen, where like, I hadn't read books like that at that point, like where, you know, it was like the little D boy came up to the school and he wanted to go see what's up with the girl. And she was like, you know, smelling a cocoa butter and, and doing the whole thing. Like it was, I, I was really drawn in. I felt seen and I felt like, it wasn't a chore, whereas some mm-hmm. of the other books that I had read felt like chores. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't, I didn't want to read those, whereas this one, I couldn't put it down. 
yeah so. so yeah I think that really just goes show the importance of like having people that may look like you or just like may like yeah. do some type of thing you know just representation I think is so important and how you said like that was a book that greatly impacted you like still you know you remember it to this day I think is like a really viable you know um, example of that and all that stuff you should read it okay I- I'm gonna write it down <laughs> I'm gonna get it <laughs> I'm gonna get it um, while doing this work, how do you think people can make long-lasting changes that will continue even after they are gone? Great question. I think first thing that comes to mind is relationships, mm-hmm. right? Like develop real, um, authentic, um, and sincere relationships with people, you know? Um, and, and if you can, one up that and help bring people together, Mm -hmm. right? Help connect other people. Once you've, I love to do that. And you know who I, well, I didn't only get that from your mom, but she's a good person with that. Mm -hmm. She is such a connector and she really like is good at finding like, who's the person I should, you need to meet somebody hold on, I got you, you know? And like, um, making sure people are connecting because a lot of times that's, that's, that's kind of all that needs to happen is like a little space and opportunity and and a little push um, for people to start building on their own. But, you know, I'm not the best at, at sustainable systems um, chain. Like um, I, I wouldn't say that my track record is, strong there I haven't mastered that yet right Mm -hmm. and the only thing I I can lean on in terms of my legacy with work and and what I've contributed towards lasting systems that would impact and support others are the relationships right Mm -hmm. and like the emphasis of helping people connect so I'll give one example of what I mean by that At one of my jobs, I worked in San Francisco doing um, youth uh, organizing work. Kind of, I was I was recruiting for this um, youth program, but in order to to recruit for the program, I had to work with community based organizations in, in Bayview, Hunters Point, and Vis- Visitation Valley to get the young people that they served through some training programs to get mm-hmm. them to be eligible to do the application process for my program, which was like some bullshit. But anyway, excuse my language. Um, In that process, I was so frustrated because I could see so clearly how the system was effed up and how the system, like this program I was working for, which does good work in in essence, like nationwide, it wasn't doing good work in this particular area. And it was receiving a lot of money from a big foundation or a big company to serve this community that's that's been historically effed over time and again, mm-hmm. and it wasn't making its services accessible, right? And so what I was trying to do was create a medium where I had deep relationships in the community, and I was trying to bridge my the organization I was working with to that community so that my relationships weren't the only ones so that they knew each other. The, the relationships long after I was gone would continue. Mm-hmm. 
you know, that's about all I, I could do at that particular point. You know, like it was causing me stress. I'm like, these people don't listen. They're not doing this right. This is wrong, you know, and I, I you know, I probably could have done better. I probably could have done more, but um, that's what felt right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's, that's all I can say about that. <laughs> Yeah, I like your point, though, about, like, I feel like how we make long-lasting change is a lot of time through people, you know what I mean? Like, instilling leaders and others, you know, connecting others, you know, because I feel like then you create, like, a domino effect, you know what I mean, for change and for inspiration and all this stuff um, that can continue to just change the world and continue to fight for social change, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I think that's really important, and I definitely agree with that. We thank you for listening to part two of our Justice Journey with Amaya Miguel. To further listen to this discussion, feel free to visit part two.